Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Derek Williams. Excited to be with you. Appreciate you tuning in. I am currently, at this point of recording this, in Duluth, Minnesota. So if you guys have been following, I recently sold my practice after hitting financial independence, and we decided to use this time to basically travel in our RV with our family, our kids, my wife and I. And uh, we've basically been heading straight north from Texas. And we have now been in Minnesota for, I think this is our third or fourth week. Let me tell you, after living in Nebraska and Texas for basically every summer for the last 10 years of my life and growing up in Utah, Holy smokes. It's amazing to be somewhere in the summer where it's nice and cool. And that's what it's felt like. It's been uh, it's it's been truly like amazing to me. The place that we're at right now, there is a 140-mile bike trail that's paved and really nice. It's called uh, I think it's the Willard Munger bike trail. You can look it up. But anyway, it's beautiful, you know, pines and aspens and and birches and like I've really only experienced this type of feeling with weather and stuff in in the fall really or in in the winter in in Texas. And so to be able to experience this in the summer is really really cool. It's been a lot of fun. So, I'm enjoying this this time. I was a little bit nervous about everything, you know, going into this, because essentially for the last 20 years of my life, I've been focused on how to work hard, how to increase my financial gains, how to be smart and kind of play the game. And I was just worried, like, what's it, what's it going to be like going into kind of entering a phase of life where that's not the sole focus anymore. Still really interested in pushing with TLP and, and clients and starting this mastermind group. But as far as, you know, still the practice has been the big cash cow for uh, a, a long time for me. Anyway, I say all that to say I'm learning to kind of settle into this and just really enjoying the the experience. And it's been truly amazing. We're only like six weeks in right now, and it's already a decision that I'm so glad that I made, that that, that we kind of took this leap of faith to kind of leave the uh, traditional path, the tried and true cruise control. You know, it would have been easy to just keep going, you know, continue to live life, you know, whatever. But it's been just a uh, Really, really fun to uh, experience this and have more time with my family and new experiences and be different places all the time. Um, so we'll see how I feel a few more months into it. But at this point, it's great. I've been thinking about a few different things that I could share. And one that I've had in the back of my mind for a while is sharing what the most influential books have been for me as a practice owner. What have been the books that have really shaped my mindset in helping me to lead my team and take my practice to new levels and expanding my mindset as well. So I am going to go through those books today with you. 
With each book, I'm going to share a little bit about it, you know, maybe when I read the book and what attributes I really took away from it and how it impacted me in my practice and in my life. So that being said, I'm going to start with a book that I've already mentioned several times before, which shouldn't catch anyone off guard. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read this book in high school and it is what turned my mind on to money. And and the key thing in there was Richard Kiyosaki talking and basically saying, look, everyone thinks and talks about money almost every single day of their life, but how many people actually take the time to educate themselves and learn about how they can make money work for them? And that was such a key moment for me when I thought, he is right. I am not going to be one of those people that is just in the rat race forever and just accepts what's in front of me. I am going to commit to this path to learning about how to be smart and strategic through all of this. That was the number one thing. It was it was my gateway book as far as getting turned on to learning and putting myself in as good a position as, as possible. So that is book number one. Book number two was the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. And for those of you that are members of TLP Academy, you'll know that I reference this book and kind of talk about some of the attributes when I'm teaching about leadership. But for me, a couple great takeaways from his book. And by the way, his book is based completely on research. The way that he writes books, Jim Collins, is by going into it and just saying, let's just research and ask these questions and dive into it as much as possible and find what rises to the top. What are the principles that are tried and true that we see come from all this? He didn't start out with an agenda and then try and prove it in his research. So a couple things that he found was to promote from within. And it's not quite as similar for us as a lot of these bigger groups that he studied, but I I believe the same principle is still true in that we need to look at our teams and see what their talents are and where they can be the most valuable. When I bought my practice, I had an assistant that was, she was a good assistant, but man, she was super organized and she understood the front office tasks pretty well and had kind of the foresight to have ideas and different ways to strategize different things. And so Within my first month, I moved her to the front and we hired another assistant to replace her. And that was a that was a great decision. And she was with me my entire time in that practice and was a great asset. The, the next thing that I learned from Good to Great was when he talks about the type of leaders that are the, the greatest, he talks about them having a very strong combination of humility and strong will. And it's interesting because those two attributes seem a little bit contradictory, but when you learn about them, you find that they can go hand in hand so well and help you to learn how to to strategize and to work through different opportunities in your practice as far as training your team. And I talk about that constantly with clients. How do we look at having both humility in listening to team members and showing that we are hearing them and and want to be accommodating to them, but also have strong will. When When we know that we want to go a direction, we're going to go that direction. 
we're still going to be humble about it. We're still going to listen to feedback. We're going to work through things with, with our staff. Um, but we're still going to be strong about moving forward with it. And that has been so, so key for me in leading my team. Next book, book number three is The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. And Tim is just a genius, has a really awesome podcast with so many different cool thoughts and really one of, I think, one of the top people as far as like how to optimize your time in life. And the book Four Hour Work Week has a lot of different principles for how you can most effectively use your time. And a couple of examples that I took away from that and applied in practice ownership was uh, first giving authority to your team members to make decisions. You start off by, you know, when they come and have a question and ask you how, how to approach something, instead of just telling them the answer every time, because if you do this, they're just going to keep coming back and asking you every single time. Instead of just giving the answer, give them, provide them some feedback. Say, Here's, here are the principles that I would use to make this type of decision. So by knowing those principles, what would you do in this situation? And talk through it with them. A, a perfect example is, you know, could be something like refunds or, you know, there's certain situations when, when stuff comes up with patients and insurance and how to n- negotiate and maneuver these obstacles. And you could give a dollar limit. You could say something like, you know what, I want you to kind of try and be understanding, but be willing to kind of play the cards at a time. Anything that's less than $100, I'm giving you the leeway to make the decision. And then once a month, you know, we're just going to review those decisions. So just write them down. We'll go back and review them. And I'll let you know if there's anything that I would like handled differently in the future. That's a great way to do it because you're giving your team authority to make some decisions, but you're also reviewing them uh, with them over time. And it shows that you trust them and it helps them take ownership for their job in the practice and helps them continue to grow. And over time, you know, you continue to give more and more authority to make decisions as you trust them and as you've trained them more. The next point from four hour work week is basically outsourcing every possible duty that you you can. And I'll get more into that with another book later on. But that was a key thing for me also in learning how to really optimize your time in your business. The next book is Extreme Ownership. Many of you will not be surprised to hear this book being listed on there. Very popular mindset and leadership book, Jocko Willink and Leif, Leif Babins. <laughs> I think I got the names right, but I I don't remember. That's just off the top of my head. Um, Definitely remember Jocko. Anyway, great book. It's really fun to listen to on Audible. At least it was for me. There's a chapter. It kind of goes back and forth chapters as far as like one chapter of business and then one chapter in the military and how these principles are are applicable. Really enjoyed the book and it helped me to really take full responsibility for things. And here's a perfect example. I use this in my own practice and uh, use it with clients as well when we're working through things. But a big common obstacle is when you're working with a team member and you're wondering, why isn't this team member doing what I want them to do? Very, very common question. 
Okay. So before, maybe I would have just initially asked that question and been frustrated. But after reading Extreme Ownership, I understand that it's it's my responsibility. I'm owning the situation. So the, the questions that I ask in those scenarios are, first, have I given the staff member the support that they need in order to succeed? Do they understand my expectations? Have I trained them? Have I provided the support that they need to, in order for them to succeed? That's the first question. Next question is, have I followed up? Have I asked them how it's going? Have I you know, seen if they, what they're struggling with or if they need any other help? Those two things are on me. If I have done both of those previous steps and they're still not performing should I consider letting them go and replacing them? So again, it's not about it's not about the team member. It's about how I, as a leader, approach the situation. And no matter how the team member performs, it comes back on me as far as making a decision and being responsible for what goes on in my practice. The next book is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And absolutely love this book. In my opinion, this is the best book out there as far as helping you to learn and to develop a growth mindset, okay? So you have either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And it's very likely that, you know, we all have possibly mixed in certain areas of our life. But what it comes down to is when you face an obstacle, do you think, oh, this is, this is too hard, it's not working out? I picked the wrong way, or eh, I'm just unlucky. Or do you think, okay, how am I going to figure this out? How are we going to work through this? I can do this. I just don't have the tools quite yet. That is a growth mindset. And it's very important to have a, a growth mindset. In my opinion, there are two key things and what make the very successful different than the average. And Number one is the ability to reverse engineer a situation, to understand where you are now, where you want to get, and then to reverse engineer the steps and work on getting there. The second is a growth mindset. If you have those two things together, I think you can accomplish anything that you want to. So on to number six. Number six is the book Relentless by Tim Grover. He was the... Uh, trainer, coach uh, of uh, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and really, really cool guy and really impressive to think about and to really understand his mindset. That was the book that gave me the courage to live life on my own terms. I had been thinking about going to three days a week from four, and I was a little bit nervous. What's my team going to think? What are the patients going to think? Am I going to still be able to main production? Is it worth it to do this? Is four days good enough? Or should I be going down to three days? And when I read Relentless, I basically said, screw it. I don't care. This is my life. This is what I'm going to do. I went to the office. I still remember the day I was listening to the book in my car, I dropped off my kids at school. And I drove back to the office and I told my front desk, I said, okay, next month, cancel all my Thursdays. I'm going to go to three days a week. And we did it. And I have never, I never went back after that. And guess what? We still 
grew every year after that. Two months later, I had my best month ever. It was it was almost unbelievable. And that's a fun thing to coach clients through. And there's a lot of things that you can do to prepare, but then there's also just always going to be that leap of faith step of of action of moving forward with something. So Relentless was was very good in that way. Next book is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And if you listen to Matt's podcast about the book, then you should be familiar with that. You should read the book if you haven't. It is maybe my favorite all-time message in life. If I was going to get a tattoo, it would say the obstacle is the way. I might do it at some point. I don't know. I, I go back and forth and think what it would look like and where it would be and how big. And Anyway, but that is like my guiding principle for, for life. And it doesn't just mean that you lean into the challenges. It doesn't mean that you just recognize obstacles and you realize that that's part of the path and that you know you can get through it. It's not just that. It's realizing that the obstacles will actually provide the path for your growth. The obstacle is the way. So powerful. And if you change life and the way that you view it in that way, uh, again, man, what, what limits will be placed upon you? And, and I have to learn that over and over again. You know, I'll feel pretty good about it. And then I'll still have a bad day where I'm ornery and, and you know, I'm, and I, I, I forget. And I have to kind of wake myself up and be like, hey, Derek, this is a challenge for you. Lean in. This is how you're going to grow. Next book, number eight, is The Goal by Eliyahu Goldratt. And... I love this book. I do not like very many books in story format, but this is one of my favorites. And this is a great book for understanding bottlenecks and the process flow of businesses. Okay. And this really helps to understand how to prioritize things in your practice. And it would take me a little bit too long to go into detail as far as understanding all the principles that, that go into it. But basically, what we need to understand as dentists is that the dentist is needs to be the rate-limiting step. In every process, there is always a bottleneck. There is always a rate-limiting step. And what we want to do is essentially make the dentist be the rate-limiting step. But we also want to find a way where the dentist is doing just what the dentist can do. Right, you know, if if a dentist is the one turning over the rooms and cleaning and answering phones and everything, they may still be the rate limiting step, but they're at that point they're not doing what only a dentist can do. And that is a very important part. I talked about how Tim Ferriss talked about basically outsourcing everything that you can, and that plays into that quite a bit. Next book, number nine, is One Minute Manager by Kenneth Blanchard. And this is a very short, very simple book. I've had several of my clients read it because it gives some very good examples. Basically, the summary of the book is that it tells you how to be a one-minute manager, how to set one-minute goals with employees, how to give one-minute praises or praising 
to your employees and then one minute redirects or one minute critical feedback, critical constructive uh, feedback. And that's a really, really good book as far as understanding some key principles there as far as hel- helping your employees to, to grow and uh, working with them to, to set goals and then giving constant feedback whether that's just praise or whether that is some constructive criticism. Both of those are very important in helping our employees to become the best that they can be. The last book, number 10, is Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. And Grant Cardone is a little over the top for me, but I also really like his message. And this was the first book of his that I read. And it made me realize that everything, everyone is in sales. No matter what job you have, you are somehow involved with persuading other individuals around you. And that is part of sales. And uh, we have a hard time sometimes in dentistry thinking of ourselves being in sales because we think, oh, we're just clinicians. We're just trying to do the right thing for, for people. But we're working with people. We've got to help people understand why they may want to prioritize their dental health, how their lives may be affected by pulling all their teeth and getting dentures versus something that may be a better option. And that is sales. We are in sales with our teams. Anytime we're trying to persuade our team to look at something differently and and adopt a different system, that is sales. You're you're persuading and helping people to see other points of view. And that book was critical in just helping me to see that. And that this is such a critical skill. And the more that you develop that and work on your communication skills, the, the farther you will get and the faster you will get there. So that wraps up my list of basically my top 10 books and the lessons that I have learned from them. Listen to these, go back through and think if there's any of these that you haven't read, think about, you know, which of those attributes do you think would be most beneficial for you? Take some time to to read that book and to apply some of those principles. And I promise that it's going to help you get where you want to be faster than just trying to figure it out on your own. And as always, feel free to reach out to any of us at The Lifestyle Practice, post a question on our Facebook group, and we're always happy to talk. We enjoy hearing from you guys and about your, your practice situations. We basically have three different ways that we work together, and you can find that on our website. Go to thelifestylepractice.com and click on work with us, and you're going to be able to find out some details about those. But basically, the entry-level point is the Lifestyle Practice Academy, where we've put everything in there to try and help you to create your lifestyle practice. The next step up would be a mastermind group, which we've just recently started. My first group is well underway and we're having a good time. And then the last option, the highest tier would essentially be working one-on-one. And that is for the type of person that is is ready to just kind of go to the max. They've, They've got the time to invest in themselves and in their practice and want to accelerate their success as much as possible. So feel free to go to our website and learn more about those things. Feel free to reach out to any of us. So take care, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next time. Call me when you need. Call me when you need.
Bigger than your ass. 